Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Packed edition of Oilers Now for you, which yesterday had Hall of Fame defenseman Paul Coffey. Today, the great one, 99, Wayne Gretzky. Tomorrow, Mark Messier. This in a week in which we honor Kevin Lowe, whose jersey will be retired Friday here at Rogers Place. Oilers and the New York Rangers, but not before Edmonton takes on Nashville tonight. Oilers and the Preds, it's a 6.30 puck drop, 5 p.m. face-off show. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us. Keep texting us. I'll try to work some in on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Five Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. As we head off at this time to a River Curry Resort and Casino hotline, the River Curry Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show political affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm I'm feeling a little humble when you when you named all those names that are on the show the show this week. Messier, Gretzky, Coffee, and then there's Stoffer and Staples. So yeah, a bit uh, of a drop off, Bob. Yep, three uh, three Hall of Famers and two guys that have to pay to get in the Hall of Fame. I've never used that line before. They won't be the only Hall of Famers we're going to have on this week. Just so you know, we'll, yeah. we're going to have some on Thursday or Friday as well. But uh, Mark's going to be kind enough to join us tomorrow at twelve fifteen. So that's awesome, David. Uh, we don't. We've got. We've only got about seven eight minutes today. Uh, so uh, we'll totally bypass uh, any of the COVID related. In fact, we've done that for the last couple of weeks. The numbers yeah. are they're going down considerably. We know that. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, I think we're over eighty percent now. Twelve plus vaccination. That's a good thing. Let's get to the hockey stuff. This team is just before we get to the here and now in the orders. Um, the nineteen eighty squad, pretty dominant team, right? Like. I would argue the most electrifying team in NHL history. I know the Canadians won four in a row, so did the Islanders. The Oilers won five out of seven. They would have won more if they could have kept the team together. Um, is are, are there comparables at all? I mean, look, we know they haven't won the Cup yet. Is there a chance for some comparables down the road between the here and now and the Oilers and those dynasty teams of the past? Well, kind of shaping up this year and it's such a small sample size right we've but had eight games so don't want to get too ahead of myself here but Bob this is a really dominant hockey team we're watching right now in the first eight games and it has a different feel to me at least than you know they've gotten off to good starts in previous years and the orders in the McDavid era have been a good team at different times this team has a different feel to me and it kind of has that feel that 1980s feel and why so why, that, what do you like about it why okay the, the one number sticks out bob their goal differential this year is 1.5 goals per game 1.5 goals per game that's significant because in the 80s the 
very best teams in the 80s that the Oilers had had a goal differential of about plus 1.7 at their very peak to about plus 1.3. And they did that in, in six different seasons. They had goal differentials in that range. So far this season, that's what the goal differential is. Now, this team doesn't have quite that explosive offense. They're doing it with uh, better defense and goaltending. It's a lower-scoring league overall. But the differential is the same as those great Oilers teams. The scoring, they're scoring more than four goals a game. They haven't done that since the 1980s. You know, they're not up there scoring more than five goals a game, which the very best Gretzky teams did. But they're getting um, 4.1 goals per game. And... um, it's driven by a depth of scoring up front, which Mark was a hallmark of the 1980s teams. Just the amazing uh, first and second lines and the third line chipping in. Well, the Oilers are getting the same thing this year. We haven't had that forever, right? It's not since the 1980s have we had a group of forwards. Well, they got two numbers. Like, they could have a chance to have, with Hyman and the maturation of Pugliarvi, if Yamamoto can get going, David, they could have two number one lines. Exactly. And I mean, with Dreisaitl playing the way he is now, I mean, that line is now stepping up and it has, I think, been their owner's best line in the last week has been the dynamite line with Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. Um, I, they're playing at a really high level. And, and um, you know, I think the McDavid line with, with uh, Hyman and Pugliarvi has been good, but can get better. So... Uh, there's room for improvement on this team. And then you have the third line, which is which is a pretty serviceable third line uh, by NHL standards, certainly by Oilers standards in recent years, which isn't that high for third lines. But this is a decent third line. So, yeah, it's promising. And then you got Bouchard and Nurse. So you got a real top pairing on defense. I mean, when was the last time we've had a puck-moving offensive defenseman like like Evan Bouchard um, with, with the potential that he has in town? I mean, you know, obviously Pronger was in a different class altogether, and it's still early with Bouchard. But just the skill set that we're seeing with Bouchard, this kind of offensive ability is quite rare, and the orders have it. Did you hear what Paul Coffey said about Bouchard yesterday? He thought he should have been playing No, I missed it. What did he say? He said, he goes, I personally thought he should have been playing more last year. I'm thinking to myself, I know somebody else that was espousing that same opinion for months and months and months. Uh, I mean, like you look at Bouchard's, and analytics are analytics, whatever, right? But the, the reality is they're really good with him. And and they had a tough game. Nurse and Bouchard had a – Seattle came out and smacked Edmonton out of the mouth on yeah. Monday. And the, the dry saddle line was good. Keith and CeCe were good. Koskinen was good. You, I, I just want to circle back to McDavid, Hyman, and Pugliarvi because I know you do scoring chances. Um, Dave Tippett also does his scoring chances. The two games against Philadelphia and Vancouver – they McDavid generated it. I don't know what you guys had him with David on the cult of hockey, but an incredible amount of op, uh, looks. I think he had major contributions to nine Grade A chances against Vancouver, if, if my memory serves, and which is an astonishing rate. Like last year, he averaged about um, I think about five and a half per game. Major contributions. That's that even strength on and on the power play combined, and that got him to that high level of scoring. So when you get nine in a game, as he did against Vancouver, I mean, how he only got. One, one point in that game, he was that was by far, I thought, his best offensive performance. He's he's he has been struggling a bit on defense. I think he's McDavid's been a little out of sync um, on defense, and that's where I see where when he Hyman and Pulleyarby really get together in their own zone, which they're which they're gonna do, and which McDavid has done in the past. That line's gonna take a step up. I mean, in, in terms of the domination that they bring. All right, uh, one more thing for you here. 
Are you concerned at all about the Oilers at even strength? Or where do you see them making needing to make an improvement? Well, they're... <laughs> Their power play is clipping along at a kind of a historic rate. And their PK is above 90% clearance rate. So these two things are just kind of off the charts good, and that's driving the current unbelievably high winning percentage. And and they're both likely to level out a little bit. You can't maintain a PK and a power play at that level for a full season. But I'm not pessimistic about this team because I do think there's strides they can take at even strength, and it's going to come with familiarity. So Keith and CeCe had a, had a pretty good game, and I think they're going to get better as they get to know each other. But even more than them, Bob, Bouchard and Nurse, once these guys get firing on all cylinders, I mean, we, I don't think we've seen the best of Evan Bouchard's game nearly yet, and he's been really, really good. So just wait till he gets it together. I mean, he's, he's like an X-Man out there. He's got superpowers to make that, you know, laser-guided passes out there. And when he gets fully confident, I mean, he seems so confident now, <laughs> calm with the puck, but I just think there is a whole other level of Evan Bouchard that we're not yet seeing, and we're going to see later this year as he really gets it together on the attack. Then the McDavid line, once it gets it together, once the Dynamite line, if they can recapture their 2019-20 form, which we saw an inkling of. So I think as these people get familiar with each other, these players get together, know each other's games better, they're going to get better at even strength. David, uh, we got to run. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. From the cult of hockey, that is David Staples. The Edmonton Oil Kings have made a trade. It's official now. Cole Miller, a first-round pick of the Lethbridge Hurricanes in 2020, who uh, left the Hurricanes organization in the fall. He has uh, been traded to Edmonton. Again, a first-rounder from 2020. The Oil Kings give up a second and a fourth. Miller is a six-foot-four left-shot, 16-year-old center. He'll join the Edmonton Oil Kings. All right. I do want to mention to you, you can join Oilers now on a great road trip to Seattle. Watch the Oilers play the Kraken. This package includes game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests, plus the uh, opportunity to see the Seahawks host the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. For the Oilers now Seattle road trip, call New West Travel 780-432-7446. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Go online at newwesttravel.com. When we come back, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 119 in Edmonton. RNH currently leading the National Hockey League in assists, the Oilers and the Nashville Predators tonight. Our next guest on top of uh, being an NHL insider... 
Well, he's he's been around. This is we we've, yesterday we had Paul Coffey on today Wayne Gretzky tomorrow Mark Messi all part of the Kevin Lowe retirement uh, week uh, here in Edmonton. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. So you have Coffey. Gretzky, Messier. John Shannon's been to more Olympics than uh, those three guys. John, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? I was going to ask you, who'd you like more, Foreigner back in the day or Air Supply? <laughs> oh, you had to go Foreigner on that one. Yeah. Air Supply. Air Supply, air, air supply was a... Yeah, I, let's just say I like Foreigner more. Yeah, Air Supply had a huge... Was it 1980? Like, they had, like, a massive year. And that was sort of the soft rock era, right? They they, they had like yeah. three or four songs that were top five songs. Yeah, that wasn't a day, that wasn't really in my wheelhouse in 1980. Yeah. Now, did you? That was, a, that was back. That was you know. Listen, the Doobie Brothers and the and it used to be called the Chicago Transit Authority was the oh, original yeah. name of the band. So so the Doobie Brothers in Chicago, they were at the top of my list. Okay. You know, uh, you know the song "Hard to Say I'm Sorry" by Chicago. Yeah. That is from one of my cult favorite movies that just got absolutely crushed. You ever see Summer Lovers? It's like 82, 83. And that's oh, I missed that one, Bob. I'm sorry. I oh, it was. Uh, I'll have to go to. I'll have to go to Blockbuster and rent it again. Yeah, well, Reed Wilkins, I think, still works at the last <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster. Surely, there's some people out there that saw Summer Summer Lovers. It's basically. Oh, oh yeah, it stars Daryl Daryl Hannah. Yeah. And Peter Gallagher, and I forget the woman's name. She passed away in a car accident a number of years later in France. And basically, it's a pretty open-minded movie. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, sort of at a different time, a little bit more innocent. Um, oh, you weren't watching for the dialogue, I can tell you that. Oh, no. It, it was, uh, you know, it was right up there of Sophie's Choice back in those days. Uh, okay. <laughs> was Ricky's your raised light? I guess it has to be that one then. Sophie's <laughs> Choice. <laughs> that, now, that guy's funny. Ricky Gervais sure is a funny is. man. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the, so the boys are all coming back in town, and they all want to talk about the current Oilers. We, we had Paul on yesterday. Hey, stop. Now, we'll get to Kevin in a second. How about the team? Wayne on the day. Yeah. There's some excitement right now around the Oilers, isn't there? Oh, there is. And not only around the Oilers in Edmonton and the former Oilers, but, but I think around the National Hockey League. Uh, I think there is, uh, you know, this is the, the interesting thing right now is is that how, for how many years people would lament, well, Connor can't be happy. Connor's got to get out. Uh, Connor's got to be looking for a trade. Well, you know what? This is why, you know, this is why Connor wants to be in Edmonton because he could see this coming and so could a lot of people coming, particularly now with, with Kenny Holland in charge and, and what has happened and the depth of this team and 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 players reaching potential and you know you have to put it a, a guy like Miho Koskinen at the top of that list who has done more than his job in helping Mike Smith through this tough time so so from that perspective I think that that's an acknowledgement that's being discussed not just in Edmonton but I think across the National Hockey League well Zach Hyman coming from Toronto the maturation with yes of Paul Yarvey. We talked about Paul Yarvey, and, uh, you know, agencies play a factor in this too, John. Jeff Jackson, he's got Evan Bouchard. Um, yes of Paul Yarvey, Marcus Lato, part of Acme yep. World Sport. They become part of Wasserman with Jeff Jackson. I believe that's 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 an important, tr- you know, yes, there's Connor, 
But Jeff Jackson also being involved directly with Evan Bouchard and perhaps still indirectly with Yessa Pugliarvi, but I think that matters. It does. It does. I think, and I, the Pugliarvi one's an interesting one because the, it's it's not as simple as uh, well. He's better now, and he's any he, you know, and and Marcus works with Jeff. Um, quite frankly, I think if you look back, and I think think that people were honest with themselves, they just I mean, yes, he sh- should not have come over when he did. Yeah. He, he just wasn't ready. Uh, he wasn't ready physically. He wasn't ready emotionally. Uh, his maturity level wasn't there. Um, and and then, but, but at the same time, you wonder if he hadn't come over, uh, would they have found the issues with those hips and the surgery that uh, occurred in New York uh, at the end of his his first tenure in uh, in Edmonton, and he's come back bigger and better than ever. And the maturation is an amazing thing, and it's it's the downside in many ways, Bob, of an 18-year-old draft. Yeah, uh, and some guys mature quicker than others, and and yes, he is one of those guys that needed the time. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, tell me this: what's what's go- like? There was a suggestion made last night. Emily Kaplan put out from ESPN an inference of the you know the ball being on the one yard line for Jack Eichel. I, I I'm trying to figure out how. You know what I mean? Like. I am never going to, like, Emily works hard and everything. I just, I, I, I'm going to be really, like, if something does get consummated here over the next couple of weeks, to me, that's because we're not sure when he's going to be available to play, is he? No, and even if even if the trade was made today, um, it's at least uh, a three-month surgery and rehab process for the surgery that Jack wants to do. Um, you, you know, the, the, if you're if you're if you're trading for Jack Eichel, you're trading for next year. That's the bottom line. Uh, and it's 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 whether what you're expected to give up uh, will impact your team this year in the short term. Uh, but Eichel, Eichel's a march, in my opinion. Eichel, Eichel uh, uh, would be even if it started right now would be a, a March situation for him to be back in full playing condition and in game shape. And that that's a decision that ownership management of teams has to make to decide what they want to do with with the next, uh, with the short term or the long term. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, if you heard Daryl Sutter this morning, Daryl Sutter was saying, well, I, that's news to me. And uh, maybe that's something the media is, is pushing. Um, and, and you know, Daryl has you know known to bend the truth a little bit, uh, but at uh, at the same time, I, I'm not getting the same feeling out of Calgary uh, about Jack Eichel. But you know, who knows? I could be wrong as well. Yeah. Well, and we've been. It's it was an interesting because she's obviously got her sources around the league. We know that about Emily. All right. Uh, very quickly, have you heard anything? I mean, Chicago has gone through a massive upheaval. Yep. Who are the Blackhawks going to bring in to clean up the mess there? Well, I think they have to decide first what they want to do, and I know we got to go quick, but uh, whether they want to restructure. Do they want a president of hockey operations uh, to match who they, what they've done on the business side of the Blackhawks, that both report to Danny Wirtz, and then hire a general manager? Um, I don't even think the process of calling people, if it has started, it started in the last 24 hours, and I'm not confident it started in the last 24 hours. But, you you know, there are people out there that would be, would fit the president's role, 
and there are people that fit the the, the general manager's role. In, in my opinion, the the perfect guy to be the manager in Chicago, uh, with with a really good track record and low key approach would be Jeff Gordon, who uh, was let go by the Rangers after the regular season uh, in April. Okay. Um, and then the question becomes: Is who would who would be the president of of hockey operations and you know you, you you can put a guy like Jim Rutherford in there but Jim Rutherford would want full control if he did it uh, or you you know do you put somebody like a Kevin Weeks in there who um, checks a lot of boxes uh, for what the Blackhawks need to be perceived to be doing in the marketplace uh, Kevin has uh, in many ways paid his dues uh, and is in many ways uh, is a progressive thinker uh, but certainly not ready to be a manager, but certainly might be able to manage the situation of being the president of the hockey club. So I think people are pointing that way. You could go to a guy like Mark Hunter uh, as the general manager as well, who has a great eye for talent uh, and it deserves a chance to be in the National Hockey League at some point. So I think those are the types of names that people are going to be looking for. If we lose Kevin Weeks Thursdays at 1 o'clock after we lost Brian Burke Thursdays at 1 o'clock, no. I'm just going to put a tweet out to everybody in general saying anybody that wants to be the next president of the NHL, just uh, put in your resume right yeah. now to be on our show at 1 yeah. o'clock. Well, and the other thing is, remember, I don't think, I think the third part of this is, uh, you know, you hire a new president if you do, you hire a new manager and you will. Uh, what does that do for Jeremy Colleton? And uh, I, I think that uh, everything is waiting to put the structure of, of the senior management uh, with the Blackhawks in place before they decide the fate of Jeremy Colleton. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Again, cars cost less than what's asking. But did you know Brent Ridge Ford, 10-time President's Award winner? Absolutely. They are. And uh, what does great customer satisfaction mean? It means treating people fairly, transparent negotiations, making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes. If those are attributes that are important to you, phone Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, 1-877-477-3673, or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, George LaRock, coming up after. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.